Pulpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Key for Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, and unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. What? So, so easy to see why you guys should be shopping over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. But first... KieferInkTesting.com, click that, and then click on the banner, the RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do your shopping, and that allows us to get a snippet of what you're purchasing and helps us out on the back end and lets them know that we are not idiots and you guys listen to this show. So thank you guys for doing that. I appreciate it. Racetech, Racetech.com, you guys know what I'm going to say, get your suspension, fluids, chains, get your seals, your bushings, at least this, please. And if you guys want to do a revalve, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can forward you an email, Chris Riesenberg at Racetech, and get you guys the most comfortable plush suspension that you can on your bike. They do great work, trust me. Got a lot of projects, a lot of irons in the fire right now with those guys. Aiden Road Race Tech Suspension on his YZ125. You can check out that story in the new Racer X magazine. That is a fun one. So go check them out, racetech.com. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Check them out to get some fresh threads, some new gear, a new helmet, even goggles. That's right, the Zone Pro goggle. I'm a stickler with goggles, but if I was going to go with an all-brand, like same-brand kind of deal with the goggle, the helmet, the pants, the jersey, everything. The Zone Pro, damn good goggle for the money. Aiden actually likes that goggle and prefers it over some other proprietary goggle companies. So imagine that. So go check those guys out, flyracing.com. Thank you for supporting those guys. Evo Line Gear, my fave right now. My fave actually is the blue and the light blue Evo gear. That's what I'm on right now. That is good stuff. Hey guys, how's it going? That's the reads. We are done with that. But please go support those guys. Support the advertisers that support the show. It helps us out. Last but certainly not least, I want to mention OregonOldTimers.com. They have a race coming up in Mesquite, Nevada, October 31st and November 1st. If you're a Vet Worlds guy, if you're coming down for the Vet Worlds somewhere, check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. October 31st and November 1st, they're having a race in Mesquite, Nevada, Long Motos, great organization. I'm going to try to get there on Saturday and race for a little warm-up for the World Vets, but go check them out. Hope to see you guys there in Mesquite, but we are here. Man, it's like Christmas, like you're unwrapping a present. Just can't wait till Santa fits down his fat ass through that chimney 
and get you that brand new 2021 Honda CRF450R. Holy shit, it's here. It's in my shop. I wrote it today, and it's not a pre-production version. It's a production version. And I'm here to talk to you guys all about that freaking red machine. You guys have been waiting for it. You're going to see a whole crap load of Honda content from all different types of media companies. So I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast for the no bullshit kind of talk that we do over here. So let's not beat around the bush. You guys have been waiting long enough. You don't want to hear me ramble on about some crap. But let me talk to you about the 2020 version, okay? So if you could just say, hey, Kiefer, let's just cliff note this thing. Let's do a... uh, what does Mathis do? He has like uh, Dark Side does his post wrap up sh- his wrap up show, right? If we could just do a wrap up show right now, what would we say? All right, so what would I say? 2020 Honda CRF 450R is like your drunk friend that you have a lot of fun with on Saturday nights. Like she or he is fun. Like you go out, you party, you hang out. Woo! Yeah, this is awesome, man. I'm having so much fun with you. Fun, right? But he gets loose. He gets a little squirrely at times. You got to rein him back. You got to control him. Tough to control, right? Everyone has some of those friends out there. Well, that's the 2020 Honda CR450R. Little loose, little out of control. Fun, good time. Gives you glimpses of a damn good time. You know, you go out for six hours at night. Some of those six hours are fun. Not all of them, but some of them are fun. That is the 2020 Honda CRF 450R. What is the 2021 CRF 450R? That is like your, I'm going to say this, it's your born-again Christian friend, right? He's coming over, he's still cool, he's down to earth, um, he hangs out, you guys have good conversation, but it's just mellow. You have a controlled environment, you're just enjoying each other's company, still having fun, still enjoying the company, still enjoying the process, right? But it's easier to manage your day with your born-again Christian friend, right? I have some. Great people. Awesome. Fun to be around. Some of my favorites, right? This is the 2021 Honda Sierra 450. Just born again. It's just reformed, a little bit better, a little bit calmer, or maybe it's not a born again. Maybe it's a little bit older version of that party guy. Hey, I've been partying enough. I'm a little loose now, but now I want to be, or I'm a little loose back then, but now I want to be calm. I want to be chill. I might have a family. This is the 2021 CRF 450R. That is the Cliff Note version. That is my wrap-up show version. You guys want to bounce out, go ahead. But if you guys want to stick with me, Let me tell you about the engine character on this bike. This sucker, so much more controlled than last year's bike. It comes on similar to a KTM 450SXF. The single exhaust note is much quieter. That's right out. You start this thing up, you're like, man, it, it almost feels like plugged up, choked up sounding compared to your dual muffler system of last year, right? But as you roll out the corner, as you're rolling around, area two, area three of the corner, more controlled manner, more connection to the rear wheel from that throttle. Just a friendlier version in second or third gear. I can use second gear now in corners on this 2021 where I couldn't on last year's bike because it was so herky-jerky, right? 
There is more control there. The ECU settings are broader, longer, easier to manage. I will say a negative, though. If you stuck with me this long, we're seven minutes in, and we're going to talk about a negative on this bike. Map one on this ECU setting of the new bike on low RPM, five to 6,000 RPM, is a little dirty, rich feeling, and it does upset the connection a little bit. I talked to all different types of media that day, and I said, hey, are you guys feeling what I'm feeling? Some did, some don't. So I don't know if it's a a, a bike-to-bike basis. Some are doing it, some aren't, but mine in particular had a low-end, rich, dirty feeling just real quick, just upset it a little bit. It wasn't horrible, but... Man, it was uh, it it wasn't what I expected. I've ridden a pre production version of this, right? I've been a part of this process a little bit, and the ECU settings that we came up with a while ago were fine. We're good. We're clean. We're crisp. Uh, things change, right? And I'm here. This is a <laughs> this is a straight up honest podcast. This ECU setting wasn't where we left it. Plain and simple. Like I don't feel like. It's the same setting. And if it is, something's going on because there is a little bit of a rich feeling. I Hopefully, hopefully Honda rectifies this before these bikes get out to dealerships, which still is a possibility. If they're in warehouses, they can update the ECU and Map 1. That could fix it. So that very well could happen. So this all could be um, a mute point. Maybe this isn't going to be what you feel when you get yours. But it's not a huge thing. But I wanted to mention it because I felt it. It was one of the first things I felt when I was out there, and that's why I want to hit it head on right now early in this podcast. So that was one negative, but that was only a map one. Map two is that mellow map, super connected. I call that the training map. If you're a little bit of an overweight guy or getting back on a bike and haven't been one on a long time, it's easier to ride. It's more connected. It's calm. It's mellow. It'll get you in shape and force you to roll your corners more to keep your RPMs up. That is map two. That's what that feels like. Map three doesn't have that uh, rich feeling down low. Very crisp, very touchy, but although not as touchy as a 2020 map one feel. To me, I ran map three most of the time at Glen Helen because of the hills, how it pulls, a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. I liked it. So that tells you something right then, right there. I could never use map three on a 2020 Honda. Too aggressive, too herky-jerky, couldn't do it. I was a map two guy most of the time, right? So now ECU settings are 90% better besides that one area in map one. Now, pulling power on this new 2021 Honda, it feels like a Honda engine character, right? Except just broader, just longer, and more controlled. I can say that 17 times, but it's not enough because if you're a Honda owner, you know how much that can mean to you. It is a huge deal. And what that does is calm the chassis down. So when I roll out of the corners in second gear, I can almost leave it in second gear from corner to corner if I have a a lengthy straightaway in between those corners. There's a portion at Glen Helen where they have a sand area, and I could basically leave that thing in second gear to almost the bridge where it leads to the start straight. I can then shift on the bridge to third and then use fourth all the way up Talladega, which was 
was an odd feeling to me because I could not do that in last year's bike. It was a great feeling, a lot of meat in that mid-range, and it's a deceiving power. I mentioned this in the article. If you guys go to racerxonline.com, I did a video, and I think I talk about the comparisons between 2020 and 2021, but I also mention that, man, this engine has that KTM-esque sneaky power feel. Okay, I always talk about how, how sneaky the KTM is. Like, it's fast. It doesn't feel fast. It doesn't sound fast. Similar to this Honda. It doesn't sound super raspy, super gnarly, super fast. It has a quiet tone, a deep tone. And then it builds its RPMs a little more calculated than last year's bike. I would say, if I had to put a number on it, if you guys are familiar with my testing scores and testing sheet, if 2020 is a baseline 3, the engine character of this new bike is a 3.25. It's a very noticeable difference. So going from AM to PM was always a problem for me with the Honda last year. This is not an issue for 2021. Track toughness. Talk a lot about it, and it mostly gets brought up within a Honda podcast or an article. Track toughness. What is it? If you don't know what it is, it's the ability, the bike's ability to adapt to track changes, either on the same day or different days. I go to Glen Helen. I go to State Fair. I go to Paris. I go to Paula. I would hope this bike or a bike would feel similar. That is track toughness. Track toughness also is getting up in the morning, you get to the track, you ride the bike, and you're like, ah, this is the greatest bike ever. One o'clock rolls around, and you're like, what the fuck just happened to my bike? Where'd it go? Because this some bitch is not the same bike that I've been riding all morning. The engine to me, has better track toughness because it has more control, easier ride. If you guys remember my XPR build that I did in the CRF450R, ignition, porting, it, it, it's a broader bike. This is what this kind of feels like. Now, it's not as racy as my mod, but what I was trying to do then with the ignition and all these things is just smooth it out, broaden it out, make it easier to ride. This is what we're getting out of this Honda engine in 2021. It's a better Honda engine. Most of you guys out there are like, well, how's it compared to the Cowie? How's it compared to the Yamaha? Look, we're not going to do that so much here on this podcast today. But I will tell you this. It doesn't have as much excitement down low as a Yamaha or maybe even a Kawasaki KX450. That RPM response that those two bikes have the Honda is a little bit down from that, which is, to me, is a great thing. I would rather have a little bit of a mellow 450 than have a too, too gnarly of a 450. I've had that. We've had that since 2017. That was too much bike. And we're trying to scratch our head and figure it out, like, how the hell is this thing mellow out? We go to a soft day at a track, we're having the time of our lives. We go to a hard pack track, I want to throw this thing in the trash. So, so far, Honda has started out with a better, just a better overall engine feel. Now, going back to when I tested this bike, I recalled it being a little bit quicker off the bottom end and having that excitement still, but yet having all, 
all that control that I was mentioning earlier. It was like almost the best of both worlds. I will say it is a little bit less RPM response, low end, with the production version than the stuff that I have ridden in the past. So for you guys out there, that's all great news. Now let's move on to the chassis portion of this, where for me, this is the most important aspect of this motorcycle, is chassis. Harsh, rigid, were just a couple of words that I mentioned from last year's podcast on the 2020 version. The 2021, drum roll please, it's not as soft as a KX450 in the chassis area, but it is much more compliant. Hallelujah. Golf clap for everybody. So where are you going to feel this thing? Where I feel the chassis is more compliant, slap down landings, not as harsh. Um, instead of trying to bob and weave your way around the, tra- the track and miss these bumps, these grenades that are on the track, you're able to hit these things head on most of the time. I'm not saying you're going to hit every square edge on the track and be happy, but I'm telling you right now, you're better off the 2021 version because you don't have to search so much for clean lines. That being said, okay, so now you can hit some bumps, you can hit some square edge, you're not going <laughs> to hurt your back or your arms aren't going to go numb because it's so rigid and a lot of vibration. Vibration is still there a little bit more than other Japanese bikes, but for me now on this 2021 bike, I am able to charge into corners a little bit harder. The chassis allows me and and, com- and complies with me to get in that area one, start my corner a little bit sooner, sit down, and this bike allows me to do that. Is it as compliant as a KX or a YZ? No. I still feel like those two frames are a little bit better than the Honda, but this Honda is, I would not even say a step in the right direction. I'm going to say several steps in the right direction to give it uh, a calmer feel. What I think is funny, and, <laughs> and I mentioned this in my article, is Honda has this this slogan that they want to bring out into uh, 2021. It's called Razor Sharp Cornering. I just think that's funny. So for me, when you say that, or you say that to me as a consumer or as even a previous Honda owner, I'm like, oh boy. This thing corners even better, and a light goes off, and I'm like, oh, shit. This stability is going to be horrible on this thing. So they almost shoot themselves shoot themselves in the foot a little bit by saying razor-sharp cornering. It already cornered good. It was a really good cornering bike. But luckily for them, this thing does go in a straight line a little bit better. That off-throttle wiggle the Honda has is improved. It still has it a little bit, but if you drop your fork to three millimeters, stock is five millimeters, it almost all but alleviates that little wiggle. I would still like to try and use a 24 millimeter offset clamp. 22 is still stock on this 21. And to me, a lot of these other guys on the racing circuit or on 2020s are putting 24s and it's calming the bike down a little bit. I would like to try that in the 21. But tracks like Glen Helen, Drop your fork down. Even if you have ruddy tracks back east, I would still drop this fork down to two to three millimeters in the clamp, and that helps the ride attitude and the balance of this bike off-throttle. It won't be so stink bug. I feel like 
moving on to the suspension and, and combining this with the chassis, I feel like the, the fork is soft, so it's always diving. So dropping your fork a little bit helps that chassis get a little bit better balance when leading into corners, especially when you got some bumps coming in. This bike still has some oversteer to it when there's very long ruts. Like if I have a long corner with a rut in it, it'll want to do a double apex. It'll want to hit and then oversteer and then like hit again. So if you guys can imagine coming into a corner, slamming into a rut, and then your front end turns so sharp that it forces you out of the rut a little bit inside of it, and then you want to fall back in it to hit the next area three of it and then get out. It's almost like a double apex, bam, bam, you're out. Putting that fork down, stiffening up the fork helps that situation. So I'm almost at a flush fork setting with this bike. But overall, chassis is much better on or off throttle. I had some problems last year too with that rear end feeling almost like it was binding up underneath the seat. It just felt like a knot. That was right underneath my ass when I was hitting square edge. And it was just like a free movement and then stop. This has more movement. The chassis is softer, more compliant. Again, more rear wheel traction. And for me, more front end traction if they could take off that piece of shit MX-33 front tire. Guys, go to a 3S front tire. Enjoy your life. Go to Pirelli MX-32 mid-soft and enjoy your life. That'll help your front end traction as well. So you can keep a 33 rear on, and that's fine. But Honda had a 3S at some point, at what, last year, I think. And the cornering was a little bit better on initial lean. So that'll improve. I think if you guys are doing are feeling some of that little washing in Area 2, Area 3, that's a tire thing. That's not a bike thing. So be aware of that when you guys get your bikes. And just know that a tire does help that tremendously um so the suspension from what i remember in the pre-production time that i spent with this thing it was a little bit firmer the action overall feel of the 21 production suspension it moves more it almost feels like a kyb setting so if you guys have heard me talk about showa and kyb right showa always has a little bit better performance, a little bit more holdup, a little firmer feel. And a KYB always has a little bit more movement, a little bit more plushness, a little bit more uh, contact patch feel. This new Showa setting that they have on the Honda now has more movement, has more traction, and has a KYB-esque feel. There's a lot of esques going on in this podcast. KTM-esque, you know, KYB-esque. But it does move more. It does follow the ground more. It just is soft for me. I'm 170 pounds. I find that it's just too low in the stroke. And then when you guys are saying, oh, it's harsh, maybe it's going to be harsh, that's because it's low. So we need to bring that up. So stiffening up that front end, two to three, even four clicks is fine, is going to help you on decel off-throttle. You can open up your rebound one to two clicks and that'll free it up, and it won't be so sticky leading into corners. You might think that's counterproductive because, hey, Kiefer, I want to keep my front end up, so I'm stiffening it up, so why would you speed up the rebound? Well, what happens is if you tighten that dampening, right, or you're locking down that compression and getting it stiffer, 
it's going to be slower and it's going to stick and it still might feel harsh. So every two clicks, I would try going one open out on rebound dampening on the fork. So I eventually went three and went one in, oh, I'm sorry, three in on the compression and then one out on rebound. That was my final overall I'm a happy kind of guy setting. Again, AM and PM. That is what I ran. Out back on the shock, it's a more normal 105 millimeters of sag. Okay, so that's, we're on the, the right plane. We're not dropping the ass to 108 anymore. 105 millimeters of sag. I went two in on low speed compression. I played with high speed, eventually went back to stock high speed setting, and then I actually slowed the shock down one. Tried opening it up, and it just moved too much. I needed that shock to just basically just calm down. And closing the compression and also closing the rebound in this instance helped. So I stuck with that. Now, I will say once all of this is completed, I still feel like I could use some stiffer springs. I could probably go up one rate on the shock spring. And then maybe go to a 5-1 on the fork. Kind of like what we did with the Cowie. It's a similar feeling up front like a Cowie. Has a soft, divey feel, plush. But yet, now you need a spring and that will help you bring it up. And I think it will help the balance overall on the bike. And actually, increase cornering stability. So I would want a little bit more cornering stability. So I'm not having that oversteer feeling at times. That is basically a, you know, a suspension synopsis um, that I can give you on one day. Don't take this podcast as this is the gospel, these are the settings. Obviously, we know this is going to change. I'm giving you a first impression on what the feeling of the bike is on day one. I'm going out again tomorrow. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to compare it against other bikes. I'm going to feel it out. Hopefully, try some different springs on the the damn thing, on the damn thing because I just feel like I want to ride more aggressive and have some better holdup. Let's talk about this track toughness thing. So I told you about the AM and PM track toughness. From what I've gathered in my testing days, um, the pre-production days of this machine, the track toughness is much better. From what I gathered today, that hasn't wavered at all. I'm going to ride again tomorrow on a tighter, a little more of, of a ruddy track, so that'll improve. Um, and give you guys some more feedback. So hopefully the track toughness area will be a, a subject that we can talk about in an article or podcast in the coming weeks. Because what I really need out of this Honda is a Honda that's not so bipolar. I don't need a crazy chick uh, that I come home to every single day and I get a cool one and then I get some psycho bitch on the other days. I don't need that in my life. I want a calm normal feeling motorcycle that I can trust, that I can ride in day in, day out. It's going to do the same thing every day. If it does something bad, I'm okay with that as long as it does that same thing bad everywhere I go. So I'm aware of it when I get to those points on the track. Again, I mentioned glimpses in 2020. There's a lot more hope in 2021, but I really want to dial this sucker in even further in the coming weeks. Hey guys and gals, commercial time. Stick with me here. Got a few commercials, a lot of good deals in these advertisements. So 
Please listen to them. Save yourself some money. And thank you for your support. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils. In our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. 
They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. 
He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. Thanks for listening. We are back with the show on with the 2021 Honda CRF 450R. Let's talk about the Ergos a little bit now that we've kind of covered most of the bike. The Ergos, a little bit flatter, a little bit taller seat to me. Now, I don't know the actual specs on the seat itself, but I feel like I'm up taller and on the bike more than I was last year. Last year, I felt like I was riding in the bike a little bit, and the bars felt a little bit high at times. Now, I feel like I'm more on top of it, and I'm over those fat bars a little bit more than I was in 2020. It's a little bit different having some of those hydraulic cables in front of the handlebar as well as the throttle cables, but... If you're a KTM guy, you, you you understand it. You get it. It just takes a couple rides to get used to it. You don't really get near it. It doesn't really bother you. I haven't had a problem with it yet. So for me, the hydraulic clutch is so far the best Japanese hydraulic clutch that I've felt. Again, what are we working off of? Right, the Kawasaki. I like the lever shape a lot better on the Honda. And the engagement on the Honda is a lot longer and more linear when I'm doing starts, that it, it spreads out the power. It doesn't just it's not very grabby like the the Nissan on the Kawasaki. I will say the Kawasaki is a little bit better than the Brembo on starts, but the Honda has that cable like feel a little bit more and also a little bit less on off feeling in corners. This is a huge step for Honda people. Last year's clutch, hard as a rock. If you one-fingered that, you're an amazing man or a woman because it's tough to one-finger that clutch. <laughs> so many ways I can go with that, but I'm not. Now with the hydraulic clutch, smoother, easier to pull in, and will not fade. It doesn't slip. For you guys that you know out there, you guys know that 2020 Hondas slip. 15 minutes in, has a little bit of a draggy feel. It slips. It gets hot. You start smelling oil. You're like, what is going on? Not in 2021. I did a 20 today, 100-degree weather, 20 minutes. I could not do that on a 2020 Honda. It couldn't do it. There's no way. It would slip, and then it would start to, I'd have to adjust it right away. i start flipping it forward, adjust, 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 and then it would be tight. This hydraulic clutch, I had to like push it in, the lever in a little bit. It was out a little bit far. But the shape is nice. The action of it's nice. It doesn't fade. I have a lot of rear, rear wheel connectivity. It's a good hydraulic clutch. And I'm usually a 50-50 guy on cable or hydro. I'm really liking this hydro clutch on this Honda. So I'm going to abuse a little bit more, see how long these plates last. And hopefully, it'll be more like a KTM where I can get 25 to 30 hours on it. I know some of you guys that are not clutch abusers can go longer than that. But if I can get 25 hours out of a clutch, that's a blessing. That's a miracle. I constantly modulate my power. Instead of rolling off the throttle, I fan the clutch a little bit out of corners if I'm wheeling in, and that puts stress on the clutch. So I'll put that to the test and see what it's like. The brakes, Honda brakes are back, people. I talk about Brembo and how good those brakes are. These Honda brakes are not far behind. The front brake is very good, very powerful, not grabby. 
I can charge it in the corner. If I had a little bit more holdup in the fork, I think I could brake even harder. But when I really bind on that front brake, the front end will dive a little bit and give me some oversteer. So I modulate my front brake a little bit, but it's very powerful. I like the Honda brake, rear brake. Not touchy. I can drag it a little bit, and it's okay. It doesn't squeak. I like these new Honda brakes. Things that I kind of make me go, hmm, at times. Have you guys had this problem? Honda, for some reason, their pegs, their pin, and their spring, it gets packed full of mud quick. Like, it, I can rip into a rut, and my foot peg will come up, and it sticks. For some reason... Hondas, they pack with dirt so easy. So if you guys can get those Acherbys rubber boots, stick them over there, it's much better. But they need a way. Honda, you need to find a way to clean your peg area out better, especially where the spring is. Take a note from KTM. I never have problems on a KTM ever. I'm not even having that many problems on a Yamaha. So I noticed that today. First few laps, I dug into some ruts or tried to make a rut, and it pushed my peg up. And I usually don't have that problem on other bikes that soon. And if I do have that, I can stomp my peg down and it'll kind of self-clean. Honda is really tough to self-clean. That's one negative for me on this bike. And that hasn't changed in 2020. That's the same as it rolls over in 2021. So now... I talked about the muffler a little bit. We're on a single muffler. It lost four, I want to say a little over four pounds, almost five pounds. It's down to 244 pounds wet. That's full of fuel. Look it. We're never going to see, I don't think, a Japanese manufacturer get down to the KTM Husqvarna weight. That is asking a lot. One, I think our prices would go up. Two, I think I think things would start falling apart more. But losing five pounds, I'm, I know they lost most of that in losing the dual mufflers, but you can feel it on the track. It does feel lighter. To me, it feels as light as a KTM and a Husqvarna in a lot of areas. I talked a little bit about this in the 2020 version, but it didn't have that side-to-side lightweight feel as this 2021 does. I'm more of a, I like to change directions. Oh, shit, I'm in the wrong line. Hop in this other line. This Honda does that really well. Now, if I feel like if I had a little bit more throttle response, it'll make it even lighter. So I would, this is me, I would put some VPT4 in this bike and see if it helps throttle response a little bit. I'm going to experiment with that here in the coming days, actually tomorrow, and see if that helps a little bit with throttle response and make it even lighter feeling. But right now, losing that weight, you guys are going to notice it right away when you come off of your older Honda, you get on this thing, you're going to be like, wow, it's slimmer, it's more, it's narrower, and it's lighter feeling. I can whip a Honda for some reason way better than any other bike. It's easy to throw into a corner. I have a, a positive tire contact patch feel when I'm leaning that, that bike up a face of a jump. It gives me security. I can bring the bike back. So the effort level is down on this 2021, which makes it more fun to ride. This is the meat and potatoes of what I feel like I had on day one. I know we're only 35 minutes into this thing, but I just wanted to give you guys a first quick impression on what it's like to ride. Is it going to be the 
cat's ass on all these shootouts? I don't know. But I will say this. It is a better Honda to me if I'm trying to, if I'm a Honda guy, I'm trying to make a decision. To me, the money is worth it. If I have a $2,000 difference or $1,000 difference, I'm going to a 21 Honda because it's just a more, it's, it's an easier bike to ride. And for me, much better in the fun category. And that's what riding is all about for me, guys. Like, I want to have fun. I want to have a good time. And for me, having a, having a fun, <laughs> having fun and having a good time is riding motos with my buddies, pushing the limits, and being able to ride more than 15 minutes. Honda has, to me, so far achieved that and allowing me to ride this bike a little bit harder and not having it ride me. Because the 2020 rode the shit out of me. Like, I was like, oh my God, tough bike to ride. So kudos to the guys at Honda. The engineers are smart guys. I've met them several times. I've been with them. They're great people. Showa has done an excellent job following the Honda engineers around and getting a suspension setting that's dialed in for this new chassis because that's very important. Trust me, very important. Little things here and there I want to mention. Grips. I like stock Honda grips. They're a little fat. If they weren't, uh, they weren't this fat, I would like them even more. I like the compound. I know it's a little firm, but for me, I like that feeling. You will, however, need to re-glue or reapply those grips with something better because what comes from the factory, your throttle will slip, your clutch side grip will also start to roll, and then pretty soon you'll be on the waffle side. And you're like, what's going on? But just note that. Don't trust the stock glue that's on the stock grips. You can re-glue them, reapply them. They're not nightmares like the old Kawasaki grips. You can do that or just simply put on some half-waffle soft rentals. That's my go-to because I love that Love that grip. I like that a lot. And last but certainly not least, it doesn't look like a, a KTM to me. People are like, oh, it's, a, it's a KTM. It doesn't. It, ta- it took a little bit for me to get used to the new look. It's a little bit different, but for me, I like an all-red bike. It's a Honda. It's red. People are like, complain, oh, the side panels. Duh, 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 duh. It's red. It's about time. It looks sexy to me. I like it. I like the clean looks of the CRF on the shroud. I like the blue. I like the red. There's just enough of all of that to keep me happy and to make me want to buy it. Because let's face it, if there's one thing that this Honda is, People just look at this bike and want to buy it without even riding it. I had so many DMs today. How is it? I want to buy it. You don't even know what it's like. How do you want to buy it? Why? Because it looks bitchin'. It's sitting out in the shop. It looks awesome. It's a sexy-looking bike. I like black rims. I like red plastic. It's tough to match gear at times with the red bike, but nonetheless, it is a sexy-looking machine. I'm some... I'm sure some of these graphic companies are going to do an excellent job with how they're going to lay out the graphic and do all that. Uh, sneak peek on the race bikes next year are going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited about that. All right, so this is the first impression. This is my first day. I'm going to ride this thing a little bit more, a few more days, and get back to you. We're going to do a more of a settings-based podcast. I'll take some of your questions. If you have questions, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I can answer those for you. But as of right now, I'm going to ride a little bit more. I'm going to ride some more tracks, 
and break this thing down a little bit, see if anything breaks. And we're going to talk more about the air filter system. That's a little bit different this year. The seat coming off is a little bit different. Two bolts up front, super easy to use. If you guys are Honda owners, you know that slop in your seat. You push down your seat and you feel that on the gas tank. That is gone. So the whole bike is tightened up. It's cool that Honda used all the same size bolt heads. There's a lot of uh, less less weight as far as that goes. That's plastic-related as well. You see the plaques. There's a lot of cutouts. So just this whole bike is very well thought out when you really just start to stare at it. Lots of cool features on this bike, and I'm loving it. So I'm going to keep riding this thing. Again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. We'll get back to you next week. I will try to do a baseline settings for you guys because this thing should be arriving in dealerships next week or two weeks. By the end of the month, dealerships should have these in stock. Yes, it's going to be around 10G. And yes, you probably will have to pay a pretty penny for it because they are in demand. Works edition is not going to be here until November, December. We will ride those to see if there is a difference in that. But nonetheless, you Honda owners, rejoice. You're going to love your new Honda. It's going to be much better than your old Honda. And as of right now, just to start out with, you just go ahead. I'm going to wait. You just smiled. There it is. Congratulations. And you're going to have a great time on your new Honda. So we're going to do a shootout here. I'm going to shoot this sucker out with a couple other bikes. Maybe not a full one, but I'm going to do a mini shootout with this Honda and a couple other bikes that I feel like are within its range. Let's see if it really is that much better and can beat a Yamaha, can beat a Kawasaki, can beat a KTM or Husqvarna. Poor Suzuki. I want you. I want you to come back, get a new bike. Let's get you in the fold here, right? Because right now, Struggle Street, we need to get you back in the mix. We need more bikes, better machines, friendlier machines. Try to get these suckers uh, not costing $15,000 new. But kudos to Honda as well to carry the 2020 line again for 2021 with a, you know, it's $1,000 less, not much, but they're trying. And they're selling motorcycles, so they're bringing back older units, which I think is is great because a lot of these people don't need 2021 bikes. They can use 2020s. So that is cool. I like that idea. More, more people on bikes is better, plain and simple. I love it. All right, this has been the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Go check out pulpmx.com. There is an article that we break down the bike as well. Go to racerxonline.com. Check the video out. And, of course, you got my voice on this podcast explaining things to you. If you think I missed something, you think you need to know something that's just burning, burning deep inside you right now, hit me up on my email, and I'm happy to help you guys out. You guys want to buy some merch? Please do. It helps us as well. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. We have new shirts, new hoodies in stock. It will be fall here pretty soon. It will be 50s, 60s. Zip up hoodies, Kiefer Ink. We have those. Hit Heather up. 40 bucks. It's a cool deal. 30 bucks for shirts. You know, it's not much, but it, you know, rep for your uh, for your guy over here in the high des. We love it. All right, guys, that's been it. We'll see you next week. And uh, be good to each other, won't you?